0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill.
2: The tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you, and uh, and a lot of guests, and just a lot of people in general people. here on the NFL network. Uh, loved that last hour of the show. Loved the last hour the of the show. Guests. <laughs> the guests are plentiful, um, and the guests in hour number one were great as well. And the guests will be great over the course of the rest of the show. We will get to tonight's action in the NBA. Tonight's action in the National Hockey League. Some college hoops, perhaps, as well. Great guests will join us coming up over the next little bit. We are waiting on, he'll be joining us in a second. I think was just finishing up on one of our uh, Odyssey stations in uh, San Francisco, I believe. Uh, Super Bowl winning linebacker Brandon Marshall, our Beck QL Network teammate. So, B. Marsh will be com- coming over to sit down with us on set in just a second. But, Ken, while we wait for B. Marsh to come over, you've got the prop sheet out. I do. Uh What's tickling your fancy on the old prop sheet right now as we continue to give out bets for Super Bowl 58?
0: I was just going through, uh, seems like the the more fun stuff here. We did some of the player versus player comparison stuff already. We did the players to attempt to pass for both teams already, which is always kind of the cool ones. Uh, a couple more of the game ones stand out. Like, you know, just kind of work through like what's, where are we both not going to just completely agree on stuff? Uh, have we talked about successful two-point conversion yet? No. Somebody and, had, a, uh, and who we're,
2: had a stat, and we're, and, right? and we're not going to be able to because uh, Brandon's walking over. But somebody right now. had
0: a stat as Brandon sits down. Somebody has stat. What was it? The the Niners have only like gone for two and gotten it like one time in in like two a, years or something like. Years, that. It was, was Baldy like said an, that an outrageous thing.
2: All right. So
0: joining us right now,
2: live on set. Uh, this is awesome. Every time he's come on our show, we've absolutely loved it, and now the chance to get him on in person is absolutely sensational. So our BeckQl Network teammate. You can catch him inside the betting line Sunday from 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. You're going to be on on Sunday for the Super Bowl? No, no. but the Good show's for over. you, man. The yeah. show's over. Much yeah. better in person, right, Brandon? Absolutely. Much better in person. <laughs> the, the, sh- the show is awesome all season, and we look forward to more Brandon Marshall on our network. Super Bowl champion linebacker with the Denver Broncos on the Broncos All-Decade team. Our buddy Brandon Marshall. B. Marshall, what's going on? It's Nick- your friend's Nick. Oh, my God. He's got the Super I Bowl. Say all say I thought you
3: were going to say it. Yeah, yeah. And I got the ring right on my necklace. Try to do something a little different, a little more stylish, you know, because, look, we all wear the ring on our yeah, finger, right? Of course. But, you know, on the, on the neck, it's a little style. I, what's I the, just, what's just...
0: the coolest thing about the ring? Because, like, you know, the rings nowadays, it's like, well, oh. they scored 640 points, so there's 640 rubies or something. Oh, like, that's what's, crazy. what's going on with that right?
3: Oh, that's a good question because I don't even remember, to be honest with well, you. Well, it looks like a ton of diamonds would yeah, be a good a place to of start. Diamonds, <laughs> yes. I, you know, uh, three Lombardi trophies for, obviously, the, 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 the three trophies that the sure. organization has. You know, the uh, the scores of the playoffs, you know, the coolest thing is to have my name on it. I'm going to be oh, honest yeah. with you. The coolest thing is having it and then having my name on it. It's beautiful. So, out
2: of is there a bigger flex? And I hate. I sound like so lame. I'm 40 years old using that term, but you know, is there a bigger flex? Yeah. Than walking around with a necklace that has your Super Bowl <laughs> ring and your name it? on it.
3: No, yeah. it, it actually. I mean, in my it's life, that, it's
2: not possible, right? In, in, in my
3: life, there is no bigger flex. And actually, you kind of reminded me of a quick story. Please. Uh, I was uh I was doing this show, um for Channel Eight in Las Vegas, and so we went. You know, and then they actually had Andre Reed. You know, that was that was at the show. Great, right. Hall of Fame Hall of wide Famer, receiver right. for the Famer, Bills, who Bills. didn't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah, Hall of Fame wide receiver. and Then it was another Super Bowl champion, right? So then the guy that was doing the interview, he's talked about, okay, mm-hmm. we got two Super Bowl champs and da-da-da. You know, oh, Andre, you don't have one. Da, da. He said, well, I got a Hall of Fame ring. I'm like, oh, okay, now that's oh. a flex. <laughs> what is that? Does, <laughs> did he have it on? Yeah. What does it look like? I mean, it's, it doesn't look like this. That to say. which is crazy. Hall of Fame ring looks like a class ring.
2: Well, he just—we always said to Andre, "Where's your mustard jacket, Andre?" <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's that look, Andre?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, what do you what do you like in the game when you first think about it? Like, I, I, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. The Niners a two point favorite. A lot of people like the
3: Chiefs to come on our show. What do you think? You, you know what, man? I, I think the only reason that the you know the Niners are favorite is because their roster, right? Sure. You know their roster. They have firepower. You know, CMC, Debo Samuel. You know, they have a lot of names. The problem is on that defensive side of the ball, they're not playing sound. They're not fitting the run correctly. You think that's
0: effort? Because we've had had people on the show and it's like Steve Wilkes gets like a bad rap, I think, the last couple weeks because they haven't defended very well. And when you don't defend well, the coordinator is going to get bad mouthed a little bit. And maybe that's that's right, right? But like I think what you try to figure out, like, you know, I never played. So is it all right? Is it like the coordinator is coming up with bad schemes, bad strategy? Or is it just like? Chase Young's not trying really hard, or is it? Or is it both?
3: I think I think it, it could be you know a multitude of things, and, and two things could be true at once. So he could be having you know uh, bad schemes, you know bad uh, adjustments, but also it's his job to coach the guys up, right? When I, we had Wade Phillips and our position coaches would coach us hard, right? So it was the coach's job, right, to bring the best out of the players. Obviously, we had to have that internal motivation as well. But so what I think it is, I think you know you look at Steve Wilkes getting. The bulk of the blame, I think, it's warranted because that nucleus of the defense is similar from year to year, right? It's not been a big change. Like Sala to D'Amico, Sala to so, D'Amico, right. Ryan's yeah. bo- stout defenses on both of those. Then Steve Wilks. It's not what, like they've had an overhaul on defense. they're still there, Bosa's still bo- there, but, and they've yeah. had a, they have even a better defensive line, you know, as far as names, right? Right, they have sure. even a better defensive Armstead, line. Armstead, Chase Young. It's. Yeah. I think the common denominator is Wilks.
2: If you could sit down with Chase Young after watching his film in the NFC Championship game, what would you say to him out of the Super Bowl on Sunday?
3: Man, I, you better get it together. Yeah. And and you got to get to Mahomes because you got to look, just watch that Buccaneers Super Bowl against the Chiefs, right? They obviously, the offensive line wasn't the greatest, but they took advantage of that, right? They were able to rush for, and sometimes they, they brought a fifth, a fifth or sixth guy, but they rushed for and they dominated, right? This is his moment. He was a top five pick, right? Top two, yeah. Top two pick. Right. He was touted to be one of the, Obviously, a spe- he is a specimen. Defensive Rookie of the Year, right? Absolutely. The year they and, and
2: they took him over a number of quarterbacks right. in that draft, Washington, yeah. which is not Chase Young's fault, just saying.
3: Absolutely, yeah. right? So this is his moment to actually rise to prominence, right? Von Do, Miller. do you
2: think he'll do it? Because he's a huge price to win Super Bowl MVP if he has a monster game in the Niners. Yeah, I'm sure win. to have
3: a sack, he's probably a big price too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough because when I look at the guys that can get it done, the Von Millers, the Aaron Donalds, the get-off is crazy, right? The get-off is crazy. You know, Chase Young has a, you know, an okay, a solid get-off. You know, I just don't know if he has the tools to pass rush and get it done consistently. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, you see those guys, man? They they have, they are dogs. Sure. Now, I'm not saying chasing the a dog, but... Does Chase have that dog in him? I haven't seen it, not consistently. I saw it early on, and I know he had an injury, right? And that can affect you mentally, but I haven't seen it consistently enough to say, you know what, we got to pay you $100 million. And this is his moment to get $100 million. He's the look. This is the biggest stage, right? If he gets two sacks, two and a half sacks, whatever the case may be, a a force field, a force fumble in this game, you're gonna get him 100, 100 million because also he's a first round pick. You know, that cheap first-round pick is different than a fifth-round, sixth-round pick, man. So this is his moment.
0: Who's uh who's the guy for Kansas City? We talked a lot about the San Francisco defense there. Casey's defense has played much better. They played great yeah. against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah. Like, when you watch them, what do you see? Like, who's who's their motor
3: guy? Who's who's the guy you're looking at? Though? I mean, their motor guy is absolutely Chris Jones. Right. You know, absolutely. Who? Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Nick, Nick, like, <laughs> I do that with everybody. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. funny. That's what, yeah. <laughs> their, motor, their motor guy is absolutely Chris Jones. And, you know, when you look at the nucleus, because we know he's going to do his thing. Right, we understand. Like even in our Super Bowl, we had Von Miller, Demarcus Ware. Okay, we knew they were going to do the thing. It's the role players, right? What's Nick Bolton going to do? What's Will Will Gay going to do? Right? It's those guys that's going to help because if I'm San Francisco, I'm watching the Buffalo tape. I'm seeing how they were able to effectively run the football. Right. I'm I'm putting CMC to work, to work. So, and maybe run right at Chris Jones. Now he's a dog. He's a, he's an animal. Right? He
2: has that dog in
3: him. He has that. Yeah, of see, course. Look, right? He got the dog. <laughs> he's in got right? that dog in him. And then right. you know what? We talk about metrics, and we look at stats and stuff, but all of us are football fans, right? You, you know the eye test. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah well, oh, I, mean, yes. I would say but, you know it better than me, but I appreciate that's, you that's, saying see, that. You has. have that ring. All we have is the eye test. That's <laughs> all we got. <laughs>
3: right. but, but you know the eye test, right? So you see, you say Chris Jones because you, you watch him like, yo, he's a dog, play in and play out, series in and series out. That's what we talk about, Chase Young. I haven't seen that. From him, and he got to elevate his game.
2: You better, you bet. With Nick and Ken live from Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada, joined by our BeckQL network teammate, Super Bowl champion linebacker of the Denver Broncos, our friend, Brandon Marshall. All right, Brandon. So uh, first round picks get treated differently yeah. than later round picks. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft <laughs> last year. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant, when he plays well, he's Joe Montana. When he plays poorly, he's like Jim Druckenmiller. No in-between <laughs> for this guy. It feels like that's how kind of he gets treated. What's the expectation for you for how young Brock Purdy will play on Sunday in the Super Bowl?
3: My expectations, man, um, he got to be mistake-free. I think, you know, he got to channel what it, what Cam Newton was talking about, okay? Game manager, be mistake free. I think they have an opportunity, have a chance as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, right? So my expectations, I don't see him throwing for three, you know, da da da, you know, because Kansas City's defense is fantastic. Let's not, they're, they're no slouch. So if he could, you know, be efficient, you know, 66 percent passing, you know, throw one touchdown or two depending on how the defense is played, just no turnovers, they have a shot. Now, Kansas City defense is great, right? So he has to be careful with the football. I think that's all we're looking for him to be.
0: We saw Cam Newton was walking around here the other day. We saw him <laughs> walking around. Just obviously like the, the hat, you almost can't miss it, right? Oh, but, I mean, yeah. you look at him and then you look at Brock Purdy, and I had somebody message me be like, well, now I see why you said that about Brock Purdy because, like, he probably looks at him, like, differently. You mentioned what Cam said.
3: Do, do you agree with him about some of his
0: assessment with Brock Purdy?
3: Yeah, I think, you know what? And, and here's the thing, right? So it's almost twofold. Brock Purdy is doing better than what Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, the guy, but I'm not sure who was before Jimmy, but let's just use right. Jimmy
0: for like Trey he, Lance.
3: It was right. it was right. like
2: Brian Hoyer. This like right. it was, Jimmy took over pretty early it, in the Shanahan uh, tenure. Absolutely,
3: right. he's doing better with what the, the weapons that he's had than those guys.
2: And Jimmy couldn't run the way that Brock can run. Also, right. yeah,
3: absolutely. But at the same time, with all that talent around him, he's not asked to do everything. Right? The talent that Cam Newton had, he, I mean, did he have a the great receiving core? He never really had a great receiving core, right? He Kelvin had Kelvin
2: Benjamin, yeah, yeah, Greg he, Olson, exactly.
3: He had Christian. Yeah, okay great tight end but he had you know Christian McCaffrey but Cam Newton did a lot of it by himself so I think Cam Newton is a game changer right obviously he's an MVP player right but at some point you know we do got to give Brock Purdy his credit because he's doing what the rest of the San Francisco quarterbacks couldn't do with that roster
2: how can the Kansas City Chiefs stop the San Francisco 49ers run game
3: oh man they got to be able to run fit run fit consistently, and, and I know it's like, oh, it's more, you know, run fits are everything, okay, you know, because you can bleed a team, you know, with the run. So the way that um, San Francisco, you know, I love how they do their run. You know, they it, it's 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 several ways. They, they're pulling tackles. They're, you know, doing motions. A lot of pre-snap motion. It's right. a lot of yep. stuff going on that Kyle Shanahan does, and that's why I love him and his scheme. If I was a head coach, I would he would be my offensive coordinator. So, I think it's about run fits. You might have to insert a safety into the box because, you know, what, what Buffalo did to them, I think you have to insert a safety into the box. And sometimes when you insert that safety into the box, that's when you go to the play action. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Which and they do a lot. They'll right? they do a yeah. lot, right? And that's going to help Purdy out. If they can establish a run, man, that's going to be great for that team. But Kansas City, insert a safety into the box, run fit well with the linebackers and the safety. You know, um, cover three, cover one, cover four. Actually, sometimes you can have two safeties down, depending on how it goes, man, so. You know, I think there's a way to do it.
0: I'm sure you saw the clip of Fred Warner's speech prior to the Lions game, the clip of him at the Super Bowl against the Chiefs a few years ago, just like like the guy gives a speech, and afterwards it's like you run through a wall. Or like when you, in, the, in your Super Bowl, who was the guy who like broke down the team and gave that speech?
3: Man, let me tell you something. So DeMarcus Ware cried the night before the Super Bowl, and I remember that moment like it was yesterday and the emotions that I felt. Um DeMarcus Ware and Peyton Manning got up in front of the team and they spoke the night before the game. And they're talking about, you know, our legacy and what we need to do tomorrow and da-da-da. DeMarcus Ware starts breaking down. Peyton Manning gets emotional. He gets choked up and stops. And you probably hadn't seen that before, right? Oh, my yeah. God, never. And I'm looking around. Let me tell you something. I'm looking around at my teammates. I'm like, yo, we got to win it for them. We have to win it. We know this is Peyton's last game, for sure. We know how he played. This is probably DeMarcus Ware's last chance to get a ring. And I truly believe that when you're doing and I tell kids this, right, that I mentor, when you're doing something that's bigger than yourself, it just gives you a little more oomph, right? You can go a little further. Like you got kids, I got to do it for my daughter, and my son. That moment we had it like we have to do it for them. So something outside of yourself. So when I got tired in the game or whatever the case may be, I'm like, nah, man, this, this is the last chance. And it was, man, and we got it done. And it was so beautiful. And I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it was one of the greatest moments Of my life and seeing a man be vulnerable as well right you know us men in vulnerability hall of famers right yeah Yeah. us men in vulnerability they were vulnerable they were emotional and it made us want to win it for them and we got it done
2: are you aware that you're like the coolest person in this room
0: (laughs) 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 the ring of stories i mean i'm
2: like because like honestly dude like that's like i had goosebumps that's crazy
0: yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely man
2: um you're going to be doing more stuff with us, right? Like I would on love our to. network, I, I would love to, man. Please, <laughs> great, great, <laughs> absolutely, great. Everyone should be. Our executive should be sent to Guantanamo Bay if you're not doing more <laughs> yes. stuff for us because you're un, you're a natural at this. Do you right. know that yeah. seriously? No, I, I thank yeah. you. I appreciate that because like, you really are. Like I, you're I, you're, I you're just, amazing. Too. I
3: just want to keep getting better.
2: Uh, final. Who wins? What's the final score?
3: Uh, Chiefs. Um, I hate to say that, but uh, Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm gonna go 21-17. Uh, MVP. Oh. Travis Kelsey. Oh, I love it.
0: <laughs> I win a lot of money if that's the case. Maybe I can get that ring. Maybe yeah. I can get something like that. No uh, name, though. The, I, I,
2: do I, we, get, we get to take a picture with that yeah, ring or no? yeah, absolutely, uh, man. Hell, hell yeah, I love I, that. I'll take it off the ring,
0: yeah. Oh, man. Where do I figure my hand will fall down? Yeah, the, uh, <laughs>
2: the great Brandon Marshall joining us here on the show. Been a pleasure watching you all season inside the betting lines, and we look forward to doing this a lot more coming up in the future, Can't my man. Can't wait, man. Pleasure.
0: Oh man. Oh, and great to talk in person. Man, man, you got to really guess in person. It, it's, it's sick. It's awesome.
2: Man, like that... Like Peyton Manning, <laughs> DeMarcus Ware, like Man, giving the speeches just, the night before the oh game. My God. You yeah. kicked um, their ass in uh, that game,
3: right? Kicked a, a, kicked, and imagine what I'm saying is, like, some people look at a, a DeMarcus and a Peyton and it's like, yo, they're larger than life. Because they are. Yeah, we, we were have being five real, seconds. Right? Okay. And then just to see him cry, it was crazy. Man, and
2: they and, and, and you did. And they're both in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And it was Peyton's last game. Absolutely. Uh, coming up next, our pal Doug and stops by. You better, you bet. Nick and Ken. That was
3: great.
1: Bringing the action of the big game to you. It's You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas. You're listening to You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row. Getting you ready for the big game with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley.
2: Uh, loved our segment with Brandon Marshall. I would attempt to run through a wall. I would probably hurt myself. Yeah, but the I kind of wanted the to. It, the wall would win. Right.
0: If there was a prop market. Yeah, the ball wall minus ten million. You wouldn't be
2: it's, yeah. you wouldn't be able to bet it.
0: Yeah, Kel- be, uh... Kelsey has a better chance of proposing after the game than mm-hmm. than us winning against. Well, the ball. yeah, because be there's
2: because yeah. there's a, at least a one percent chance of that happening.
0: Yeah, I, could I, Kelsey pull out that Brandon Marshall Super Bowl ring? I got say, saying yes. I got.
2: I, I, is he is he the cool? Is he actually awesome. Is he the coolest person on, in the world?
0: He took his coat off when he came on there. I was like, guys. Can I see that thing again? Yeah, <laughs> it, was like, it was like it yeah. unbelievable. Was,
2: it was really sick. It was really sick. So loved having Brandon Marshall on. Our pal Doug Kazarian is going to join us on the show here live on set in just a second. Ariel Epstein's coming up next hour on the show, and I'm sure we'll be able to wrangle some other stuff as yeah, well. You know. At some point, we'll talk about sports, but candidly, hope not. Joining us right now on the program, awesome to have him live on set is our good friend Doug Kazarian. Doug is doing awesome stuff at OnlyPlayers.com. We had him on when the uh, when the website launched. Yeah. Uh, they do shows on YouTube, and everything can be found over at OnlyPlayers.com. If you want to check out the YouTube content, just search "Wager Watch TV" one word, "Wager Watch TV" on YouTube. All the content again, OnlyPlayers.com, and Doug is on Twitter at his name at Doug Kazarian. It's your pals, Nick and Ken. What's hey, going on, buddy?
4: Well, I'm going to try to focus here because I'm distracted by the crack on one of those tables over there. So that's a little uh, little alarming. Uh, uh, Nick, how do you feel about that?
2: Oh, what's hap-
0: What's over there? Hey, what's on the table? Solid uh, crack showed over there.
2: Oh, um, I'm not going to look just not to distract <laughs> myself okay. right now. <laughs> Noted. Ho- hopefully yeah. it's the good guy. You know what, Ken, you yes. ask the question, I'm going to look. It's the well, we were...
0: first time for me on Radio Row. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> I you know what I'm. not nope, I'm gonna stay focused. Yes. Uh, we we talked before, and you know, like everybody's running around. Everybody's got a million things to do. You're like, you're like, I got, I got I was a like, lot. Like,
2: of- Is Bill Krakenberger I- over there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's the crack wins out. Yeah. Uh, yet you were you were like, I got a lot of stuff going on. We're like, oh no no, we'll let you go. You're like, no no no. I got I got like a lot of bets today. Yeah, Like I got yeah. a lot of research going on here. So I mean, like because
2: yesterday when we talked, you were like, "Oh man!" Like, and like it's like uh, maybe I like some NBA's going to bet more on a
0: second half NBA.
4: Right? That's still true, but I was able to talk to the people and do some more because that's really what this is. I think the way to beat the market, so to speak. You, you know, the math guys have their computer and modeling and everything like that. I don't have that, but Nerds. I, I have the reach of people and information. So the best way to do this, I think, is to aggregate from both sides of the counter as long as you have the relationships and you know how to kind of trim the fat. I mean, it's almost like these guys who are draft insiders, right? Like McShay has been on some podcasts recently. He's like, you know, one guy who told me, uh, you know, Jamarcus Russell was a can't miss. And then it was on the Brasillo pocket. He's like, and you don't trust that guy ever again. He's like, nope, walk right by him at every combine <laughs> right. now. So it's like you learned sure. through, over the years. Who are your guys? Yeah, right. who are your guys? So you built. So, and then you have your own opinion and conviction, and then obviously you hopefully hone that over the years as well. So I feel I have, like, the right Rolodex, so to speak, to kind of attack this stuff on a daily basis.
0: What's the what's the consensus opinion in terms of the winner of the game among the people that you so, talk to?
4: So I've been on this Chiefs underdog thing for a while, and I was leaning Niners. I actually did a podcast yesterday saying I'm leaning Niners, but I've thought about it more and more, and really just sharp syndicates being heavily on the Niners. Yep has scared me, and I understand, like, the math of it all, but the, what this really comes down to, like, the larger sample size of the regular season and playoffs, because this line would be, like, four right. on a neutral site if they had played a few weeks ago. Sure. So do you put stock in actual recency bias? And I actually do. I think the playoffs are more indicative, especially with this Chiefs team that gets everyone's best shot, a little exhausted. Been during. there a
0: bunch before, been to the Super Bowl before. Yeah, and right.
4: just like the week 11 may not be as exciting, and then, you know, maybe it's draining with the whole – Media attention with the with sure. the Taylor Swift stuff and everything, but this version of the Chiefs the last few weeks, like I believe in, is a truer representation. Doesn't mean they're definitely going to win, but you know I've tried to make sense of any betting trend, and I and I have made sense. I think the last month of this, Mahomes is an underdog. If you think about it, the the math and the data that formulates that it's like, yeah, they're nine and a half point favorites at at Vegas. You know, like that those performances should not shape these like coin flip games where. Because Mahomes is never like a ten point dog, right? It's always like one, two, right? Maybe two and a half, three. Uh, uh, you know,
0: things the like Ravens that. game last week. Two was like a big outlier. Right. Yeah, right.
4: so it's like these coin flip really outcomes. It reminds me of the article I wrote for Belichick and Brady when Brady left for t- the off- which
2: game. was which was awesome, by right. the way. Right.
4: Yeah, we, we dug. The, they basically had the second best ATS percentage of any head coach and quarterback combo, and the best was Montana and. Um,
2: and, and Bill, Bill Walsh. Walsh. And, that was like a and diff- also like George Seifert also. And, and the right, market
4: yeah. wasn't really good in the 80s and '90s compared to when it was with Brady right, Bell. Right. And he, they were still outperforming. And so I remember talking to math guys. They're like, look, no matter what these, what I did with my model, I couldn't figure out they kept outperforming the market. And so for me, it's sort of like Andy Reid and Mahomes, just the intangibles and the, what they do. You can't really use stats from like a performance in week nine as like a nine-point road favorite, even a six-point road favorite against the Chargers or whatever. like Or any regular season it, game, maybe. Yeah, right. it's just yeah. kind of a different animal. And I also think when you have these special players, like it's Brady or Mahomes, there's a trickle-down effect in terms of just confidence. Like, I think the kicker is better, knowing that you have the swagger of Brady as your quarterback or, sure. or Mahomes. I just really believe in that. If you've ever played sports and things like that, it's something that I've tried to make sense of this 10-1-1 one, one mark. Now, obviously, it's only 12 games, but it's just ridiculous because his performance against the spreader just to win anytime there's a game where he's a two-and-a-half-point favorite or less, so not even three, or a dog, it's still an obscene amount. So he's
0: got a coin flip so, games, Fred,
4: And the, Yeah, and it's the most important position of sports. We're not talking about, like, a right guard here. So I think that's what makes me think, like, yeah, and I don't believe in the quarterback that much on the sideline, too. So that's why I'm, I think so I'm now kind of leading Chiefs, Chiefs now. Uh, 24 okay?
0: hours later. And great. why I
4: get off it when I was on them a little bit? on. I, I just said the last two weeks, I was like, it makes no sense to bet on the Buffalo or bet on Baltimore. Made no sense to me.
2: You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken live from Radio Row. Our guest is Doug Kazarian from onlyplayers.com on Twitter at Doug Kazarian. So it feels like, Doug, you know, people can have an opinion on the side of the game um, and maybe like it, maybe not like it. Maybe it's just like Mahomes, right? The total of the game has been really interesting because I don't think... Have we had one guest that's had like a strong thought? Most people have said I pass. Most people have said I have no no opinion. And and maybe, Doug, maybe that's your thought is to not bet it. Maybe you do have a bet on it, but curious. I want to know if you have a bet on it, but also from the people you talk to on both sides of the counter, like you said, that you respect... Is there a consensus on the right play for the total of this game? Uh, 47 and a half, the number in our show sponsor, BetMGM.
4: Yeah, no, it might tick up to 48 by kickoff. I've heard sort of a, a general feeling of that. The answer is no, and more the more information and tire kicking I've been doing is about the field. Do you guys remember last year? How, sure, the sod father. It was right, terrible, yeah. and I was like heavy on under, and I was heavy on some other props, and like there was no pass rush, and the offensive line of the Eagles couldn't do anything. It was a complete disaster for me. Uh, in terms of just, like, all my handicapping was pointless. Literally was like a different game because of the sods being chunked up. So I've been doing a ton of research and talking to people. There's, like, an article coming out at ESPN.com. There is, obviously, they're not doing the same thing they did last year. But there is oh, why not? certain <laughs> effort to be definitely different. So it's a lot of these articles are, like, what's being done differently with the sod to make sure we don't have the disaster we had last year. Because that was my main focus this week. And it's hard to ask betters questions because then you tip them off. Because this is all like an information. So sure. I've been trying to ask certain people about the field and be like, "What's going on? Like, what have you?" Without being like, "Hey, I really want to maybe possibly make money off this if they're going to do the." Because then it's an overlay <laughs> to the I'd moon. i like to make money. Yeah, but, yeah. to the moon. If it's similar to last year. Wait. So what are you hearing? So what's the, What are you hearing? No, Give us something. Everything should be fine. We should not be seeing clumps okay. of turf. No, but no, like, but
2: no, but like, but hold on. But but uh, but, but Doug. But what are you here? It's just you <laughs> and us. here. It's just Cause, us. Cause I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you know this, but I'd like to make some money off of this. <laughs> well, so. I, I'm on the under
4: a little bit because that was the story of the season, right? Like red zone offense was ineffective because it was the two shell thing and everything was underneath and teams didn't practice running in the red zone. And I think both teams are methodical drives. Actually, Mahomes like led the league in terms of the shortest air yardage. Uh, not Purdy, so it's Mahomes that throws around the line of scrimmage, so they've matriculated up the field. I think that's another reason why we had that second half under sort of trend, and it just makes sense that like these long sustained drives to get a lot of touchdowns, especially when both coaches are pretty conservative, but also really smart, you know, bleeding clock at the end of the first half, things like that on offense. So I I just, I think it's a lot of, you know, it's the lowest total we've had in about eight years or so? All the others have been higher, so I, I think it's there for a reason, so I lean under, but Man, it's tough for me. I, I think props are the way to go for sure. Well, you mentioned
0: props. Uh, give us uh, one or two that stand out just to start here.
4: All right, here's a good one. So I, uh, my partner, he's like, hey, you've been quiet. You hearing anything? My betting partner. And uh, I was like, I just sent him a screenshot of my rundown in my phone. And one of the segments was like, oh, my favorite prop. And he goes, this is scary. Thousands of props out there. And you and I have the favorite, same favorite oh. prop. Well, now it's going to be our favorite prop. Too. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, a little bit It was some last year. So Purdy's first completion.
0: Oh. Ten and a half under, I think, is a banger. Oh. So how many yards will Brock Purdy's first completion of the game be? Right. Under ten and a half. The only way I think this loses is the yeah. And is this is juiced pretty evenly each way. Minus twenty. Okay. And then
4: so I, I was on both quarterbacks last year under. Because what this is, is these these stats are formulated based on season long stats. And Purdy throws deep and all that. Like, but dude, the last thing a coach wants to do in the Super Bowl is three and out. Everyone goes conservative. Because they don't, they want to get the quarterback settled down. Everything's going to be at the line of scrimmage, all this stuff. And because I mentioned the sod earlier, killed me. Now Hertz went under last year, but Mahomes throw deep because he had all this time. Because no, and they also want to soften the pass rush of Chris Jones, Who? Bosa, and all this stuff. They want to Chris soft, Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: They want to You're soft, zero for three on that one today. By the way, they down one. Yeah. They
4: want. Don't expect anything besides sports <laughs> <out of> me. <laughs> they want to soften the pass rush. They want to get the quarterback settled. And let's face it, Purdy's wet the bed in every big game this year. From the Ravens on Christmas night to each of the playoff games, he's played better in the fourth when it's been more instinctual than anything. So the nerves will be there and they don't want to go three and out. So it's all about, and I looked at all these, all the ones that went over this in the pro Super Bowl, like like um, uh, the Bengals had, it's all because of Yak. So I'm a little worried right. about the Yak, but like, uh, you're. Niners, that's tough. Like that Debo catches the right, pass or he's, something, right? Or screaming at your TV. I like, I like Mahomes <laughs> under eight and a half, Pacheco dump off. Like, it's. Now, it's not like Mahomes is going to be rattled, like Purdy, I think, will be, but I still think they don't want to go three. The last thing you want to do, so it's going to be like, let's get three yards, four yards kind of thing, and I think there's really good value in both of them, but I think Purdy under, I really like Purdy under passing yards in the first quarter, 54 and a half. I just think it's a lot. Now, obviously, it's a bonus if they don't get the ball first, but I think he's going to be shaky. He's been shaky in every big game. Now, I think he's talented and could play well, but let's, you know, if someone shows you who who they are, believe him, right? Like, he is a guy. Who's only played a handful of games? He knows the pressure. He knows the magnitude. He's going against Mahomes. And the more people tell him to beat himself, is like probably the more stressed he is. So I just think that's a lot of yards. And we all think they're gonna want to run against this Kansas City defense. And you wanna soften the pass rush, you run. So I think McCaffrey's gonna be a big part of the game plan early anyway.
2: We have time for like one or two more questions. Doug, how are you approaching betting Super Bowl MVP?
4: So I think there's value. With all that being said, I actually think there's value on Purdy.
3: I think yeah, plus 230. I agree with that. It's yeah. stupid.
4: It's just the, the deference of the quarterback position of a team that's favored by two, two-and-a-half points, it, like, doesn't add up to me. Um, I do think that's the only one I would make. I think if you – some some people in the market have uh, Mahomes MVP at 155. I think that's worth it than Kansas City money line at, like, 110. Okay. I can get, like, plus a buck. I think the quarterbacks – but I can't fault anyone for taking a shot with McCaffrey – or maybe Debo or something, if, sure. if the price is right, so to speak. But I do think there's opportunities. Like I'd rather bet uh, CMC plus 2300 or 23 to one for most receiving yards. Oh, the okay. way the way that Shanahan uses these guys is really thrives when like he's split out wide. He's had 70 plus receiving yards in like five games this year, and that's when they're pacing him. It's all hands on deck. They're not saving these guys, so I think he's going to run Debo a little more. But I think the better like. Uh, like domino effect of that is that means CMC is going to be wide open and do screens, And if he breaks one on a screen pass, like he had one on that Monday night against Minnesota, remember there was like no one there. It, it was like, like, like a,
2: early in the game, yeah, like it was like, like 70 yards. Yeah. It was
4: like 40 yard like, touchdown. And I bet San
2: Francisco and Minnesota went out right. It was right.
4: great. Yeah. And, and by the way, Purdy played well in that game. It was just, it was a Kirk Cousins all timer. Didn't get sacked once. And right. I'm with you on that game. But I mean, you can get 23 to 1 on McCaffrey, who we all think is going to be utilized. It's just, this is a game where they're going to use the playbook and stretch it out. And I don't think it's that crazy because there is no absolute stud like Devontae Adams is a wide receiver. Like, yeah, we think Rice is going to get a lot of looks. But the Niners have such a wide range of like options that all it takes is McCaffrey to break a couple. And he's the guy they made the big trade for. He's their horse. He's the guy they want. So instead of him MVP, I'd rather do things
0: like that. Twenty-three to one, where obviously the payout is way higher. Thirty seconds. Anything that's not the Super Bowl, any other betting take that you have that's interesting right now could be a game tonight. I took a else. bath on Wisconsin
4: minus five, five uh, and a half, closed eight and a half. Oh, lost outright. Um, I have both. <laughs> These sorts
2: of things do happen. Yeah, I have,
4: I have both, te- both teams over one and a half, three and outs. Long, I, longest punt. For San Francisco, over 57 and a half. I like the oh. question
2: was, give me something else. Doug's like, I'm going to give you more Super Bowl bets. Right. And, but, I, and, well, I and it was like, it. I actually
4: <laughs> lost a lot on Wisconsin, so I'm going to give you this instead. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Niners over 57 and a half for the longest punt is a banger. Wisnowski. Yeah. Uh, it, indoors, I have did my research this year. He bombs, oh. 60s plus.
2: What, uh, oh. what price did you bet today on Boyang Bogdanovich, <laughs> uh, NBA Finals MVP, uh, for my
4: Knicks? Yeah. Going for my third straight underdog pick with my dog, Arthur, he was on – he had – he had the Pistons last night. Oh, that was one a good out, win against one, Sacramento one and, yeah. and Clemson the night before yeah, against North Carolina. Carolina. Brad Brown, so of we course. pressed. We pressed with the Pistons again because we think Kate Cunningham's coming back. But forgot the trade deadline. They're two sharpshooters traded. But I will say this: I do like Brunson MVP. I have him 150 to one and Love 100 it. to one. Uh, one mark. One one book had 40 to one when he was 100 and 150. I actually think there's a path because the New York sort of. Boost, two, the boost you get, zied. right? Yeah, what? just the but the but the attention you get, like Tibbs, coach of the what? year, like you, gay ball coach, of the year, I think Brunson 100. could get it.
2: I hope so. And all maybe Jaden Ivey will score 37 points again. So, so, where, 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 so, where, so where, that where, would be my where, other non football bet. Unfortunately, we're out of time, Doug. This was awesome. Wager <laughs> Watch TV on YouTube, onlyplayers.com on Twitter at Doug Kazarian. Congratulations on all the success, buddy. Good luck with the game.
4: Thank you so much. Good, always great seeing you guys, man. The, the
2: great Doug Kazirian here on You Better. You bet coming up next? I don't know, but it'll be great
1: bringing the action of the big game to you. It's You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas.
2: Uh, I loved having our pal Doug Gazarian on in the last segment. I like how Ken was like, give me something other than the Super Bowl. He's like, well, here's nine other Super Bowls." To be events. fair,
0: he prefaced that by saying, like, I took a bath on Wisconsin, which was kind of like, I don't want to talk about that stuff. But I, I understand. He gave me some stuff off air, too, that was pretty good. All right,
2: great. Some Hopefully, stuff. maybe you share with me. Yeah. I was, uh, I don't, well, this, this
0: Niners punter stuff was pretty I, – I actually, like, was very – like. I'm always interested in what people say, but, like, sometimes somebody says something, it's like, well, wait, 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 what'd you say? Like, what was that? Like, I haven't heard that trend before. I haven't heard that stat before. So I'm looking to some punning props later. I might be doing yeah. some of that stuff.
2: And we'll be checking them out over at our show sponsor, the great people at BetMGM. BetMGM giving online sportsbook customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to 58 grand. If you can predict the most big game prop bets correctly, head to the promotions tab, create an entry for the big game. How about our guy Pete Blackburn walking around? Oh. up, What's up, Pete? Uh, hey, what's up? Big game. You want to sit down? Do you want to come on? You want to do hockey for a few minutes? And uh, we'll talk oh, some yeah. Super Bowl as well. Oh, and he's got I an guess. Elaine Bennett. Oh, Elaine sure Bennis. No, We love that. B- BetMGM's Big Game Prop Bet Challenge earned the chance to win up to $58,000. Here's what you have to do you have to make sure that you download the BetMGM app. If you haven't, candidly, there's something wrong with you. The BetMGM app, and you need to visit our friends over at BetMGM. Dot com. Coming up in 20 minutes, we'll begin the final hour of the show, the Power Hour. We won't be on Stadium anymore. So if you're watching on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql with our friend, the Prop Queen, no relation to the Prop King. Ariel Epstein will join us coming up at 6 It's not by marriage. They're just the both Eastern, royalty. Yeah, just both right. royalty. Different kingdoms. Uh, but joining us right now saw so him walking by. Great to welcome to the show our friend, Pete Blackburn. Uh, the what chaos show is absolutely awesome you and DJ Bean right talking yep. talking hockey the show is is magnificent really funny they have great guests on the show uh one of our favorite guests talking hockey on you better you bet on Twitter at Pete Blackburn Pete it's Nick and Ken what's going on all right
5: I know it's been a it's been a trip and it's good to finally meet you guys in the flesh
0: I kind of want to ask you a lot of hockey questions but' first it's like do you, do you have an opinion on the Super Bowl who do you thinks going to win
5: I have no opinion. I don't care about either one of these teams. don't care about this game. Don't I don't know care. why I'm here. Don't care about the Super Bowl? I, mean, <laughs> I care. Why are you here? Yeah. Uh, to that's be hockey answer. reporters at the Super Bowl week. That's, so that's that, pretty awesome, right? That's, that's a bit that we kind of uh, dug in on, and it's gone well. And we went to the uh, Golden Knights Oilers. Watched the Oilers uh, tank their streak, and it was it was wonderful.
2: Did How- you bet the Knights in that game because Ken did and profit improv-
5: aggressively? Yeah. I uh, I did not. I bet the Oilers. I was I was rooting for history, so I had to. I How had to crazy back was, the How it was, was the game? It was awesome? Like everything that's said about the the Golden Knights game presentation was not uh, not oversold. It's incredible. They do like uh,
0: projectors. They got the yeah. stuff on
5: the ice and everything right. Yeah, out. and we we spent some time with uh with like that crew and and went through their process. They got like forty people on headsets doing cues and all that they got the dancers they got the drum line it was incredible so uh, the atmosphere was unbelievable great game great playoff atmosphere so uh I had a great time
2: what's, what's the what sorry what's up uh, because jake just wrote in our chat jake our, our engineer in chicago that like they he was dying laughing at your media day interviews oh. what's the funniest thing that you and dj did at media day
5: uh so we asked we asked all the players like hockey coded questions and they had no idea what we were talking about. I asked Give us uh, an example, right? Yeah. So Isaiah Pacheco, uh, I said, uh, you play like a angry style, like a Nathan McKinnon. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, Nathan McKinnon. And I was like, yes. He was like, who is that? It's like Colorado Avalanche center. And he was like, all right, shout out to that dude then. <laughs> and, <laughs> that. and as Sounds soon, cool. as I walk away from the podium, the next question from some, some other person was like, seriously though, how would you describe your play
0: style? And he was like, like that guy said, Nick <laughs> McKinnon. <laughs> it was the best. It was hilarious. <laughs> you know, him, Nick. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you, you mentioned you were at the game the other night. Yeah. I got a. I had a couple other of my friends were at the game. I had a couple other people's nationally televised game, obviously. So you're there. Aiden Hill looks like insane. The real deal. I selfishly need to ask you a betting question about this because I have like 17 messages from people saying... Do I need to bet like Aiden Hill to win the Vezina? Now that he's back, do you think there's any chance this becomes a thing?
5: Uh, it would. It would take a lot in the second half. And I, I think Connor Hellebuck right now is the Vezina. I think Jeremy Swayman's probably not super far behind there. Demko
0: maybe. Demko, him. yeah. Right. Yep. So
5: I, it, it, Aiden Hill missed some time in the first half, and I think that's going to hurt him. It's why he didn't make the All Star game. Really, really strong, and I think he's a great player. I think the big discussion right now is who is the best Canadian goalie. And Aiden Hill has come out of nowhere, and I think is entering the discussion.
2: Who else is in the discussion in your eyes?
5: Uh, it's it's a weird it's a, we're in a weird spot right now. I don't know. I think that if you you're assembling a uh, you know a Canadian national team, which they're going to have to do in you know next I,
0: Olympics, they're in right. Yeah, like that's one of the things. Right. Like
5: yeah. you know, Carter Hart was a part of that discussion, and now obviously with the stuff that's going on with the you know the 2018 World Junior scandal and him having to step away from the Flyers. It opens it up like I don't know who the best Canadian goalie is. Like I said, I think that it could
0: be Aiden Hill could be on the Canadian national team. You mentioned uh, McKinnon and the, the hilarious answer at Media Day. This The perception I get, like some of the voting has come out, like the polls. uh Greg Wyshynski from ESPN does one. Seems like, OK, like McKinnon, Kucherov, like McDavid kind of coming up, like Pasternak, Sam Reinhardt from the Panthers. Like they're really good players this year. Kinda of seems like everybody just wants to give the heart trophy to McKinnon though, like even if the stats aren't way better than everybody else, do you get that same impression? Uh I don't know if they, they I, I think that
5: they've been waiting for a year in which like he's making a case where there isn't like a McDavid sure. who's clearing by far or where like Nathan McKinnon Austin is Matthews yeah. recital, right? Yeah, Nathan McKinnon is has been the like always a bridesmaid, never the bride kind right. of guy and finishing top five in the heart voting. I do think that if, if he continues this pace, he's going to win it. And, and I think that you look at his usage, his deployment with the Colorado Avalanche, they are rolling him out to an insane degree. Like They are leaning on their top guys super, super, super hard. And I think he's going to get credit for that.
2: You better you bet with Nick and Ken live from Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada. Joined talking some hockey right now by our friend Pete really Blackburn yeah. of What Chaos. Where can people find the show, by the way, so I can, like, promote this properly for you? Uh, Since it's... you joined us in segment, I didn't have time to prepare. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no,
5: we're, we're prioritizing YouTube because uh, we're doing a lot of great video stuff. So YouTube first, and then, like, anywhere you get your podcasts, just at What Chaos Show. And so,
2: again, like, our our friend Jake, uh, who's in Chicago engineering the show, like said, he was crying laughing at these videos you guys were doing Check them out over on YouTube. So... I'm going to give you like my answer to this question, and then I want you to give me yours. Okay. Like Coming out of the all-star break, like what's something that I'm looking to bet in the National Hockey League? And coming out, uh, the Rangers' first game played great on defense and said this is something we're going to prioritize. Bet the under in the game last night against Tampa. Rangers win the game 3-1. to Game goes under the total. They only allow one goal. That's like something I'm looking at. What are you looking at coming out of the all-star break? Something that you think game by game is going to be interesting that you have your eye on
0: game by game not not like a future could be a future also. or maybe like the new co- some of the coaches that are gonna come like a king's new coach right?
5: yeah so I, I think the la kings are a team that if you want to buy low on the kings right now right. Uh, it's not a bad bet i think they got a lot of talent they're too good obviously they hit that skid they fire the coach whether or not that it has like course correction implications to it like the like the oilers earlier i just think that the kings have too much talent uh and they have a good system they have a good defensive system They have good players on that roster. They will bounce back. I think the Kings are going to make the playoffs. We're going to look back on this stretch and say, damn, they played some really, really terrible hockey, but that was just a blip on the radar.
0: Who's going to win the President's Trophy, the Bruins or the Canucks?
5: Uh, I will say – I'll say the Canucks because I I just think that the Bruins – are not as strong as the, as the
0: standings would indicate. And, and,
2: you're, and Pete is a huge a Bruins, huge Bruins fan. fan.
0: I was positive you were going to say Bruins. That no. I bet the Canucks for a lot to win the President's Trophy like a yeah. while ago, so I, I, I need this to happen. But yeah, you think it's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. And uh, the Bruins, like they're a good team, but the, the Eastern Conference is just
5: wide open. There's no powerhouse in the Eastern Conference. If you're talking about the best five teams in the NHL right now, Probably at least three, maybe four of them, probably four of them are from the Western Conference. And the Bruins might be the best team in the Eastern Conference, but I don't consider them a powerhouse. They don't have the depth that you've seen Jim Montgomery shorten the bench so many times this year, and it's cost them games. I think their depth is really
2: questionable. The Stanley Cup final matchup will be what team against what team? Who who, 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 who hoists? Lord Stanley's Cup, and then uh, you can take the interview from there because I'm sure you have a couple questions you'd like to nah,
5: ask. Yeah, stuff like I'm going to say, uh, after I just, you know, slandered the Bruins, I'm going to say the <laughs> Bruins are in the Stanley Cup final. Well,
0: because you hate everybody else from the East probably, right?
5: Yeah, well, yeah, like like they're, they're, Carolina, they're less impressive. Right? And I also think you look at the recent trends, the Bruins got embarrassed last year in the playoffs. Sure. And I think that, that there's something to be said about that helping a team the following year. I mean, so you UC, think if they
0: played Florida, you think they'd beat Florida? I think they would beat Florida,
5: yeah. I, oh. I think that... You you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning; they you got sure? embarrassed. Yes, Nick's going to bet Florida again, probably because he bets Florida every. time. I'm not yes. sure, but I think that they have stand a much better chance if they're rotating the goalies. They're healthy. Uh, you know, Jim Montgomery's learning the, the, the goaltending situation. I, and again, like you look at the teams that have been embarrassed in the playoffs. You had the Tampa Bay Lightning. You have had even the Florida Panthers when they won the President's Trophy. You had uh, you know like the, the Colorado Avalanche, the Edmonton Oilers. Like these teams bounce back in the following years. And they learn from those, those mistakes. They learn from those embarrassments and then they put together strong playoff runs. I think you have to learn from failure in the playoffs before you find success. So I'm going to put the Bruins in the Stanley cup final against the Colorado avalanche.
0: I really, Edmonton after you did that whole failure thing. Why not Edmonton? Uh, just because I don't
5: trust their defense. Sure. Uh, and I don't know if they are necessarily like built for the grind of, of a long playoff run. Uh, not that I don't think that they can
0: get there, but I, I don't necessarily know if I trust them. I have a, I'll do one more. I have a really, really big bet on the Flyers to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened. You mentioned Carter. Yes. Hart. We don't have to get into that. Uh, they win the other night. Like, surprisingly, they beat Florida. It was one of the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I done here? Like, do I have a shot? If, to get into the playoffs? For the Flyers to make the playoffs. I think they can definitely make the playoffs. I got Sam Erson like 20 times a, a season coming so, up here. So yeah. like they're the
5: probably the biggest surprise of the season in terms of uh, like a positive. Right. Nobody expected them to be here, but I, John Tortorella is so good at getting the most out of a pretty underwhelming group, and I think that's the case uh, in, in Philly this year. The goaltending situation obviously is you know has become a major question mark now. But I do think that they get in. Again, I think the Eastern Conference is very much up for grabs, and the Flyers have proven that this isn't necessarily a fluke. They are a team that plays hard and plays proud.
2: You are wearing an Elaine Bennis Seinfeld T-shirt. Sure am. Uh, Power rank the four major Seinfeld characters.
5: Uh, Kramer... Uh, Kramer number one George number two Elaine it's it's like a two a two b with Il- Elaine and Jerry is by far the worst so far I, I,
2: I don't think you'd find many people that would disagree with that that Jerry's the worst character one thing that I will strongly disagree with you think George is the best character I, it's not that I think George is the you best character it's that I think it's like the biggest lock of anything of all time that George is the best character that's
5: that's fair. Like, I, I think that you can make a case. I think you can make a case for any of the three other than Jerry as being the, the non-Jerry best. ones. <laughs> yeah. could, could you
2: make a case that Elaine's the best? I think you could. Maybe <laughs> it's George. It yeah. has to be.
5: I I'm not going to disagree with you. Like that's styles. why that's Kramer's why got that the physical show. Comedy. That's right, why yeah. the be- it's the best show, the best sitcom of all time, because it has three characters that could hold up any other sitcom. Summer of Pete. The summer of Pete? It's its always the summer of Pete. he has got the
0: best dance, too. Hey, right? yeah. hey,
2: and listen, from one to another, short King summer. Absolutely. On the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Pete on Twitter, at Pete Blackburn. What chaos? Find them on YouTube, him and DJ Bean. It is awesome if you're a hockey fan. Honestly, if you're a sports fan, you like to laugh. Be sure to check it out. My friend, great having you on set. Enjoy the rest of your time in Vegas. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. That does it for our stadium portion of the program. If you're watching on stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql. For the final hour, the power hour, we'll start Start the final hour, the power hour, with our friend, the prop queen, Arielle Epstein.
1: Bringing the action of the big game to you. It's You Better You Bet, live from Radio Row in Las Vegas.
6: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.